This is SportsCenter. Good morning, I'm Doug Brown. The Houston Rockets survived Game 7 against the Thunder in spite of a poor shooting night from James Harden. In Game 1 against the Lakers, though, Harden puts up 36 in a 112-97 Rockets win. My confidence doesn't change, you know, whether I make shots or miss shots. Uh, that's about me playing well, my pace, uh, being active defensively. I think as a team, we were just in attack mode. You know, uh, we didn't settle. We got the shots we wanted. And, um, you know, we just play with ultimate, ultimate confidence, and we're going to need that again in Game 2. James Harden with ESPN's Cassidy Hubberth after the win. The Lakers never led after the first quarter of that game. Meanwhile, the team with the best record in the regular season is now on the verge of being swept in the second round. The Heat make it three in a row over the Bucks, 115 to 100. Jimmy Butler with 30 points. The Heat are now 7 and 0 in these playoffs. They're also 7 and 0 against Milwaukee all time in the playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs. The Golden Knights shut out the Canucks 3-0. Robin Leonard with the shutout. Vegas moves on to the Western Conference Final against the Dallas Stars, who beat the Avalanche 5-4 in overtime in that Game 7. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports the Bears will start Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback ahead of Nick Foles. Baseball, the Dodgers win their sixth in a row. They're now 30-10. The Dodgers beat the Rockies 10-6. The 30-10 start ties the Dodgers' best start in franchise history. Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN Radio. One of the game's best rivalries, Cubs, Cardinals, tomorrow at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. Presented by GEICO. Races powered by the Racing Biz, your independent voice for racing and breeding in the Mid Atlantic. On the web at theracingbiz.com. On the radio on ESPN Richmond, it's off to the races. Here's Nick Hahn. This was actually intentional on this edition of Off to the Races hear something very similar later today when it's broadcast on NBC. They'll be playing my old Kentucky home, but it will be an addition like none other in the 146 runnings of the Kentucky Derby and empty grandstands and people questioning whether they should even be playing this song. It's appropriate. Thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us on Off to the Races. Willie Dixon bringing us some music, and Larry Colmus bringing us the call of the Kentucky Oaks. What a sensational running of that race. It's a shame there weren't but about a 1,000 people that could see the running of that race. I guess the Kentucky Oaks is actually the oldest race if it was run before the Derby in 1875. It would actually be older than the Derby. Annual run annually over all those years through wars and everything else and it's going to be uh, a, t- a tough one and a good one at Churchill Downs today uh, they, they had a great one as I mentioned in the Kentucky Oaks we'll have that replay in mere moments on off to the races today Evan Hammonds the editorial director of the Blood Horse is in Kentucky has been at Churchill Downs all week he will give us an update here in mere moments about what is happening at Churchill Downs, the weather, the conditions, 
um, and the events surrounding the Derby this year. Daryl Wood, we have harness racing. We got live racing in Virginia uh, up at Woodstock. Uh, Shenandoah Downs started their racing season this week. Daryl will have an update on that. Frank Vespi of the Racing Biz. Lots of reading on the Racing Biz. A lot of good stories and commentary on the Racing Biz this week. Mike Barone and Derby Bill. We got the regulars back uh, with an extended edition going horse by horse through the Derby and the uh, races, the undercard races. It's hard to call them undercard because a lot of them are G1s, but a lot of uh, great racing at Churchill Downs today. The race itself at 7.05 was the last one that I saw. But let's go back and take a look at the Long Jeans Kentucky Oaks, a grade one, a mile and an eighth on the dirt. The Lilies for the Phillies, the three-year-old Phillies there. And it was a two-horse race, right? Skydiver and Gamine uh, were part of the nine-horse field, and they were getting all kinds of wagering attention. They hooked up at the start of the race, and here's what Larry Colmas called as they came out of the turn. Gamine on the inside. Here comes with Skydiver. She dares the devil running a big one, too. Gamine has lost the lead. She dares the devil is in front. That was some good competition that she dares the devil beat of beating Scott Swiss skydiver and Gamine. Bob Baffert's Gamine was the favorite in the race, but what a performance. $32.20 for the win there. Uh, she dares the devil is out of daredevil, uh, is daredevil, uh, sired by daredevil rather, out of Starship Warp Speed by Congrats. And uh, congrats to the connections of that horse. Must have been a uh, sensational running of the race. Wish I was there to see it. I was there to see Rachel Alexander win by 20 lengths. But this one may have even have been more impressive. And to maybe tell us a little bit about the Oaks and the Derby ahead, we now have Evan Hammonds on the, la- on the line. He's the editorial director of the Blood Horse. Evan, good morning. Nick, good morning to you. Welcome to uh, Beautiful Day in the Bluegrass. Boy, it really does look that way. Great weather. I've heard mid-80s uh, for Labor Day weekend. That sounds sensational. There have been many a derby days where it's been a little warmer, a little wetter. But uh, tell us a little bit about the weather conditions. Tell us, Give us your thoughts on the running of the Kentucky Oaks yesterday. Okay. Well, first off, the weather. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful uh, Saturday, whether it's September or the first Saturday in May. Uh, there was a a lot of rain, <clears throat> excuse me, during the week, but it's all cleared out. Uh, yesterday was uh, the track was fast, and I think the turf course was good. I'm sure it'll be nice and firm today. Uh, the Oaks yesterday was, uh, you know, very interesting. Everybody was focused on the two big horses, uh, but you know, but if you looked at the field, there were four other graded stakes winners in the field, including the winner. And uh, man, she was she was really impressive. Um, one thing that uh, interests me, and of course you find out after the race, was uh, you know she had been working with Monomo- against Monomoy Girl in the mornings, and apparently holding her own. So uh, if you knew that ten minutes to post, uh, she might not have been fifteen to one. Yeah, Monomoy Girl had a nice win of her own, very impressive uh, yesterday as well uh, on the undercard of the uh, Kentucky Oaks. Uh, looking at the uh, Kentucky Derby today, uh, we do know about the scratches from the original field. Uh, Finnick the Fierce uh, came up with a foot issue, and King Guillermo uh, came up with a fever, so that uh, reduces the Kentucky Derby field down to 16. Uh, yeah, what, what are thoughts on the atmosphere? The, let's maybe start perhaps with the COVID situation and just the the what it has been to get to dirt the derby to this point just to get to derby day it's been quite a quite a run yeah well there was uh you know of course we went through uh racing in kentucky uh when churchill ran their regular spring meet without 
owners, and now that they're uh, and and no media, but not that that's that big a deal. But you know, the racing yesterday, they're all in all, there was you know a lot of owners there. Of course, you have trainers, grooms, etc. I would say there were there maybe a little under a thousand people there, and it's just really you know odd to watch you know a, a great mayor like Monomoy girl you know run off and, and win a grade one race and come back and there's nobody cheering uh nobody clapping i mean obviously her connections but you're having you know some really incredible performances uh even like the oaks and there's just not the you know you just don't get that uh extra jolt of uh, electricity from having a hundred thousand people there but uh, in, in all actuality, the horses probably <laughs> probably prefer not to have uh, a hundred thousand people screaming at them. So maybe they're performing performing better. But o- overall, you know the the situation with COVID. Uh, everybody at, at Churchill is is wearing masks. Everybody is uh, well. They're social distancing except when uh, they're congratulating one another. But so uh, it's 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 odd, surreal. But there there's nothing that every day hasn't been odd or surreal about COVID-19. Yeah, it certainly is, is, has been such a uh, lifestyle change for, for many, whether you're in racing or not. It's been 15 months uh, since they run the Kentucky Derby. Uh, it, it, and it, even that kind of running of the Derby wasn't one of your typical derbies. And a lot's happened in the world since. Um, you know, there's uh, certainly right there in Louisville you have the shooting of Brianna Taylor and uh, the city hasn't really been has, hasn't been settled since um, it, it's, it's been uh, you know there certainly has been protest uh, you know tell us a little bit maybe about what, what you've seen and you know what you might expect later today on that front yeah, it, it, it's it's a tenable situation. I think we passed the hundred day mark. I think yesterday or the day before uh, of uh, the death of Breonna Taylor. There's uh, been daily uh, protests. You know, some were quite violent back in June. Uh, I you know, on on site yesterday. There was a, a I would say a moderate police presence at Churchill Downs, but there was no. Uh, no protesting, but I know today will be a much uh, bigger day. I know that, uh, you know, scrolling through Twitter, there's already groups that are already assembling. I know they're planning on uh, marching towards Churchill Downs later this afternoon, starting at 4.30 or 5 o'clock. So I figured there'd be a uh, large presence uh, around Churchill Downs, but uh, Everybody, uh, as of now, says it's going to be peaceful, and that that would be that would be just fine. Um, uh, it's you know it, the story line is uh, rough for the uh, city of Louisville. There's a lot of people that don't think the race should be run uh, until there's uh, until there's justice. So uh, it's it's going to be an interesting afternoon. I don't really know. I was going to shake out, but I mean, I understand people wanting to protest, and that's uh, they have the right to do that. But let's just hope it's peaceful. Yeah, hopefully it's not at the expense of anyone getting hurt, anyone, um, you know, that it doesn't impact the race inside the rails. Um, you know, that's that's what we're hoping for today. Want to actually, uh, when I watched the race yesterday, uh, watched the Kentucky Oaks. One thing, again, different about this year's Derby is that the three-year-olds are probably somewhere around 10% more developed than they would be in a typical Derby field, being that the race is three months later. And when She Dares the Devil set the track record uh, in the Kentucky Oaks, kind of just made me look up at a picture I have on my wall of Secretariat and a 159-2 and two that I saw is... is could could that happen today with a little bit older horse, a little more developed, uh, you know, smaller field, maybe not the traffic issues? We've seen so many great and impressive uh, performances. I mean, Tis the Law and the Travers. I, we thought Tis the Law would go into the Travers, 
he would either win the Travers or be throttled down and rest himself for the Derby. We didn't know he was going to do both at the same time. Um, yeah. You know, what, what, what do we think about uh, three-year-olds and, you know, maybe a little older than three-year-old uh, running in the Derby this year? Yeah, well, that, that's a great point, and that's, that's kind of what I said earlier about the Oaks. You had, uh, you know, the two big fillies, Camine and Swiss Skydiver, but you also had four other greatest stakes winners, which I don't, you know, you're not going to get that in May just because they don't have that many opportunities. Uh, horses being four months older and, and, of course, being just three, that's a huge part of their development. And, uh, you know, in, in a traditional sense, they would be wrapping up their three-year-old careers about now and, you know, thinking about running against older horses uh, early October. So, I, I, to your point, they're, uh, I mean, the field is Solid. I, <laughs> I think the 159 and two is safe. But then again, I what anything I've thought about uh, 2020 is has uh, gone out the window. So uh, I, I, you know, tis the law is uh, on paper heads and heads above the uh, the rest. But can he go uh, 159 and one? Uh, 2020, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, one of the things we'll be watching today. Uh, Evan, do you have a thought on the Derby just from a picks or a selection standpoint? Uh, well, I, again, as I, as I pointed out, Tis the Law is uh, we've, we've followed him now for a long time. He has done, he's answered every bell. Uh, the, the way he separated himself from the field of the Travers at the top of the lane, you don't see that every day. So I think by, by far he is. Uh, the most talented. I, you know, you go around, you flip through the PPs, you try to find somebody to use in an exacta. Uh, you know, uh, another New York bred, uh, New York traffic uh, comes to mind. Uh, go, wavering back and forth. You know, maybe I think a horse like Attachment Rate might be going in the right direction. Like it. And then uh, just of late, just going through looking at it, uh, I'm kind of intrigued a little bit by money moves. Todd Pletcher trained horse. He could have gone a lot of other places, but he stepped up in the Derby. And, and looking at the early betting yesterday, he, he's like the fifth favorite. So money's coming from somewhere on money moves. Yeah. So there's a couple of uh, angles there. Yeah, I like attachment rate. I like New York traffic. We've uh, written about them on the racing biz all week. But, um, yeah. Well, enjoy the race today, Evan. We'll be looking uh, for... For your comments and your reporting on thebloodhorse.com. And uh, thanks for joining us and giving us a report from Kentucky this morning. Nick, my pleasure. Great. Evan Hammond, Hammond's joining us on Off to the Races this morning, headed to Churchill Downs, where it'll be a derby like no other. Just uh, Evan mentioned this a little bit uh, in the... Uh, opening uh, or in that interview talking about the odds for the uh, Kentucky Derby, uh, the wagering tis the law currently is sitting there at six to five in the morning line. I believe he opened somewhere around three to five. So uh, uh, the people are starting to kind of move off of that horse a little bit um, to give you just kind of the quick lineup. These were overnight so if there was wagering this morning this doesn't reflect it but max player is currently 15 to 1 the 2 enforceable is 21 uh, to 1 open to 23 storm the court who's been there all the way through the breeders cup juvenile winner is 29 i'm sorry 21 to 1 major fed named after roger federer is uh 29 um to 1 so um king guillermo guillermo was a uh, scratch uh, in the Kentucky Derby field. So um, those are just some of the early uh, attachment rate all the way down to the 18 hole is 9 to 1, uh, are actually authentic uh, in the eight, going up from the outside gate is 9 to 1. Attachment rate, the Virginia bred in the race, is 38 to 1. New York traffic is 16 to 1. Uh, these aren't going completely down. Horse, I think, it's going to be real interesting today is thousand words another baffert horse opened at 10 to 1 moved down to 9 to 1 that's a horse that could move up as well we're going to go to break here on off to the races uh daryl wood right around the corner when we come back stay tuned live racing has resumed at the maryland jockey club 
The Summer 2020 Meet is currently being conducted Fridays and Saturdays at Laurel Park under the industry's most stringent health and safety protocols. Although Laurel Park is closed to the general public, fans can watch and wager on the action at laurelpark.com and on the First Bet app, the official betting app of the Maryland Jockey Club. First race post is 12.40 p.m. For more information on the Summer 2020 racing schedule, please visit laurelpark.com. Love golf? We're giving away a trip for four to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We will stay two nights and play three rounds at some of the area's premier courses. Download and open the new ESPN Richmond app now to qualify. Brought to you by Myrtle Beach Golf Track. Online at yourgolfpackage.com. Nobody gives back like Diamonds Direct. That's right, it's back. Our most popular offer. Five years, zero interest financing. September is the time to buy at Diamonds Direct. Get the best price. Plus, spread your payments over five years with zero interest. And every purchase made in September will benefit No Kid Hungry's mission to end childhood hunger right here in our community. Buy now. Spread your payments over five years. And give at Diamonds Direct on approved credit. Visit DiamondsDirect.com for details. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses. And you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Ashland's Eagle Point Farm, located in Richmond's rich traditional thoroughbred country, an area that produced the immortal Secretariat. Eagle Point Farm graduates excel at racetracks throughout the Mid-Atlantic, but race at Colonial Downs with a home field advantage. Now managed by Karen Dennehy-Gotze, Eagle Point Farm is in its third generation of breeding, breaking, raising, and racing thoroughbreds. You can see why their 44-stall barn stays near capacity. Their developing horses train on a four-and-a-half furlong irrigated training track. Licensed trainers, experienced riders. In the return of racing at Colonial Downs in 2019, Eagle Point Farms captured the $100,000 Tyson Gilpin Stakes with What the Beep. It's What the Beep who comes up calling after the lead. English Harris tries to battle on toward the inside, but What the Beep has all the momentum, and What the Beep wins the Tyson Gilpin. 200 acres of paddocks, round pens, gallops, and care. Ask about the Virginia Certified Residency Program and have your thoroughbreds take flight at Eagle Point Farm in Ashland and online at eaglepointfarm.com. VirginiaHorseRacing.com Across Virginia, from the Tidewater to the Shenandoah Valley, from the summer thoroughbred season at Colonial Downs in New Kent to the fall harness meet at Shenandoah Downs in Woodstock, from steeplechase meets like the Virginia Gold Cup at Great Meadow or Foxfield or Middleburg or Montpelier to point-to-point race action on virginiahorseracing.com. Find them on Facebook. It's a great resource. In addition to live races, Virginia residents can wager horse racing online seven days a week via four Virginia Racing Commission approved industry partner sites. TVG.com, ExpressBet.com, TwinSpires.com and NYRABets.com. Find out more at VirginiaHorseRacing.com. ESPN Richmond is an Urban One radio station, minority controlled and operated, and serving the African American community for over 40 years. This is 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Not your typical call to the post. King Free Zone. Bringing us the music out of break on this Kentucky Derby edition of Off to the Races. Joining us now is Daryl Wood, who uh, is been to the races already this week uh, up at Woodstock, the Shenandoah uh, County uh, Oval up there off of I-81, started racing on Wednesday as part of their fall or early fall racing season. Daryl joins us now on Off to the Races. Good morning, Daryl. Good morning, Nick, and uh, happy Derby Day. 
Yeah, happy Derby Day. And uh, do you know that there's a Derby today? I know you've been busy uh, and you got harness racing going on. I know the Derby might be a little bit of a distraction uh, for all the harness uh, activity happening in the upper Shenandoah Valley. Uh, No fans, no uh, wagering, but opportunity for uh, drivers here in in Virginia and throughout the region. Uh, Give us your thoughts on some of the winners of the meet so far. Yeah, no, it's uh, it was a fun three days, and uh, you know it, it culminates today with Derby Week. And by the way, you had a couple great articles on uh, the Racing Biz website on near traffic and attachment rate. Uh, great, great pieces, and uh, it was also gratifying today to roll out of bed and pick up my paper on the front step and see a picture of attachment rate right on the front page of the Times Dispatch. So uh, things are rolling there quite nicely, but. Uh, yeah, great, uh, great three days of racing. It's uh, more of a fair type vibe that we had up at uh, in the Shenandoah Valley, so it's a little more laid back and shorter fields. You've got five horse fields, maybe a little bit more of a of a hobbyist uh, type performer competitor instead of uh, the folks you see on TV uh, on TVG and everything else. But some great storylines. We had a we had a seventeen year old kid come over from Maryland to win his first race ever in the Sulky on uh, Thursday. Yesterday had a, a 78-year-old driver, Winston Lineweaver, who actually three years ago had a heart attack on the track and through a series of incredible fortunate circumstances at Shenandoah Downs survived and actually made his first start back three years later at the age of 78 yesterday after that heart attack. So some really great stories like that. We try to post everything, uh, a lot of updates on the uh, Shenandoah Downs Facebook page, so I encourage everybody to to access that and going forward into our regular fall meet here in a couple weeks uh you know look for that as well but uh yeah but it, but it's derby day yeah derby day uh of one of maybe gets just maybe a few thoughts you, you talked about appreciate your mentioning the stories of attachment rate to virginia bread new york traffic who spent uh nearly a year up just down the street from me here at barbersville we had spencer young uh, on the show dale romans last week uh, they're a little bit more busy here today um getting prepared for the derby but but what are your thoughts on the derby uh today you know, I, I guess as a as a as a racing fan like we all are, this won't be any different probably than the first Saturday of May. I'm curious what the ratings uh, of the Derby are because this race transcends just racing fans. It goes to you know to, to house parties, to you know it, to, to bars and restaurants. And I'm not sure on Labor Day weekend in this COVID environment, three four months after the race was supposed to be run, if that's going to to, you know, to hold true. So kind of hoping that Tisla Law wins only so we've got the hype of a of a triple crown winner potentially come Preakness Day, October third. But um you know, I've got a I've got a bottle of funny side beer um from what, seventeen years ago in my on my shelf here and it's right next to my cereal box of Flutie Flakes for Doug Flutie when he was with the Bills. But you know, just looking at the funny side beer just brings back, you know, the Sakatoka stables and the the, the the owners riding the school bus to the track and you kind of like to have that story repeat itself and then hopefully go on to a potential triple crown so uh i think you know fingers crossed for for tis the law yeah uh, yeah it certainly would be a good story and great ownership uh group there as well you mentioned the house parties i got burgoo and the slow cooker and i have uh of course the mint juleps <laughs> the secret syrup all in the work so uh and yours, yours little- are delicious <laughs> yeah come on by if hey it's not too late seven o'clock post time come on by for uh for burgoo and uh bourbon if you like um <laughs> thanks Derek, for joining us and uh good luck we'll be we'll pick up more on the harness racing as you move through the fall good luck with the meet up there at shenandoah downs hey nick one quick reminder for the folks sure. in richmond the off-track betting center at breakers has got a tent out front on the patio people don't even have to go inside to wager it's walk-up wagering so in this COVID environment, it's right at Broad Street and Tuckernuck. Uh, breakers uh, walk up way during outdoors today. Okay, great to hear. Great service there uh, out at Breakers. Daryl, thanks a lot. Uh, moving ahead on off to the races this morning, go, going to Frank Vespi here of the racingbiz.com. Frank uh, joins us now on off to the races. Good morning, Frank. Happy Derby Day. Happy Derby, Nick. How's everything? Uh, everything's uh, going well. Uh, just making, you know, it's it's house derby, as it 
turns out this year. So a little smaller group coming over to watch the races today, but uh, uh, outside, got the TV already hooked up outside. Uh, did my impression of Mitchell uh, earlier this morning, but it took me a lot longer than Mitchell does it. But uh, got some things up and running for uh, for a small gathering. We're going to uh, comply with all the COVID regulations, but uh, wanted to you know certainly get your thoughts on the Kentucky Derby with um, certainly with the events surrounding it. Uh, you know, I have a nice editorial piece up on the racingbiz.com talking about how basically how the Derby and, and racing itself needs to evolve. Um, why don't you share that with us? Yeah, I, I'm happy to do that. It's uh, obviously it's an important topic. The, um, the the as Evan Hammonds was was detailing earlier, the protests uh, regarding Breonna Taylor, the young African American woman who was shot basically in her own bed by police executing a search warrant, uh, has caused about a hundred days now past the hundred day mark of protests in Louisville, and some people felt like the Derby shouldn't even run this year because of that until there was some resolution to that, and and it obviously is taking place, and and Churchill issued a statement kind of saying we get it and we're going to do stuff, but really kind of vaguely ignoring it or vaguely, you know, not really committing to any particular course of action other than saying we get it and we're going to do stuff. And I, I what I wrote is really, you know, this has become a time for choosing for racing. Racing always wants to sort of ignore difficult problems and pretend that the world doesn't exist. And and that's no longer a tenable or viable solution. Putting your head in the sand doesn't work now. And I think it's important that racing, uh, you know, Churchill do this and that racing writ large do this. A lot of important racing organizations haven't said a word about these protests, haven't said a word about the future. And in a country that is becoming increasingly multiracial, increasingly multicultural, just pretending that it's 1965 and 90% of the country is white and everybody's fine with a bunch of white guys running things, and I say this as a white guy, that's not viable anymore. And we need to join the 21st century and, and start looking at how does racing coexist or exist in a multiracial, racial, multicultural society. It's kind of interesting when I first got involved in racing, used to manage the uh, off-track betting center there at 4700 West Broad Street in Richmond. And one of the things that I always found appealing there is just all the different people you could meet. And it's something that's gone away with account wagering, and we really don't see that in the wagering centers, certainly like we used to. But it was, it was the diversity that you'd see there. You know, you would see wingtip shoes as attorneys next to painters next to, I mean, and they'd all be there in the program with their head down in the form trying to figure out, you know, who would win. And, of course, racing's incredibly fair that way in terms of providing winners and losers. Losers, uh, there's, there's very little... Uh, injustice <laughs> there but frank i wanted to touch didn't want this to get away uh, we got some handicapping to do here in front of us but there's some racing at laurel today i know you wanted to touch on yeah it's just uh, they've got uh, four or five stakes today and another several on monday a couple things to look for today uh on is uh is racing i want to say that's the twixt but i might be wrong but shawan is, is very very good she's grade one placed and and uh, that should be fun to see her another horse in action today that's worth a look is where she told me to go people might remember this horse from a couple of years ago he uh he got pretty good, and he ran in the grade three gallant Bob against Ferenc Fire, and he ran second to Ferenc Fire. But what was most uh, memorable about that event is he tried to take a bite out of Ferenc Fire during the during the stretch run. So he's back at Laurel today, first time in a long time. And then on Monday, a couple stakes of note: the Weber City Miss is a win, and you're in for the for the Black Eyed Susan that has a. Um, uh, the perfect alibi, a grade one winner. She's kind of the big name in there. And then also the, the Federico Tessio stakes, that's a win and you're in for the Preakness. That should be fun to see big field in that one. So a couple of things to keep an eye on at Laurel this weekend, it, you know, maybe in between all the big races at Churchill Downs. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep a, keep one eye on Laurel uh, for sure uh, throughout the day, checking those results. 
Frank, thanks for joining us on Off to the Races this morning, and uh, good luck today. Give us who's your Derby pick. Uh, it's a good uh, question. I think it's a terrific race. I, I do think you know, obviously, Tizzle is going to be tough, but a horse that's really moving in the right direction is New York Traffic. Yeah, I just like that. The PPs jumped out, and I just like the story behind it. I've actually put them on top. More on the racingbiz.com. There'll be other selections up there as well. Frank, thanks for uh, joining us. We're going to go into break here. When we come back, right around the corner, Mike Barone and Derby Bill going through the Derby field and the Derby racing action today at Churchill Downs. Stay tuned. Live racing has resumed at the Maryland Jockey Club. The Summer 2020 Meet is currently being conducted Fridays and Saturdays at Laurel Park under the industry's most stringent health and safety protocols. Although Laurel Park is closed to the general public, fans can watch and wager on the action at laurelpark.com and on the First Bet app, the official betting app of the Maryland Jockey Club. First race post is 12.40 p.m. For more information on the Summer 2020 racing schedule, please visit laurelpark.com. Ashland's Eagle Point Farm, located in Richmond's rich, traditional thoroughbred country, an area that produced the immortal Secretariat. Eagle Point Farm graduates excel at racetracks throughout the Mid-Atlantic, but race at Colonial Downs with a home field advantage. Now managed by Karen Dennehy-Gotze, Eagle Point Farm is in its third generation of breeding, breaking, raising, and racing thoroughbreds. You can see why their 44-stall barn stays near capacity. They're developing horses trained on a four-and-a-half furlong irrigated training track. Licensed trainers, experienced riders. In the return of racing at Colonial Downs in 2019, Eagle Point Farms captured the $100,000 Tyson Gilpin Stakes with What the Beep. It's What the Beep who comes up calling after the lead. English Harris tries to battle on toward the inside, but What the Beep has all the momentum, and What the Beep wins the Tyson Gilpin. 200 acres of paddocks, round pens, gallops, and care. Ask about the Virginia Certified Residency Program and have your thoroughbreds take flight at Eagle Point Farm in Ashland and online at eaglepointfarm.com. Weekday afternoons at 3. Catch the save on ESPN Richmond. That's right. Steve Saban is back and you can listen on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Plus, don't forget to listen on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Richmond. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-501-3689 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-501-3689 for your free author submission kit. Again, 800-501-3689. Introducing Peacock, the new free streaming service from NBC Universal. It's hit movies, current shows, and live sports. News clips, trending bits, and timeless hits. I want to go to there. It's Kim and Courtney, Seth and Jimmy, Hoda, Savannah, Benson, and Stabler. It's the best of streaming and the best of TV. And that's why you can't not watch. Peacock. Watch for free. Upgrade from you. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. These titles plus 35, the English Premier League and Lone Order SVU streaming now. Content availability may vary over time. Some content requires paid upgrade. At Diamonds Direct right now, there's nothing standing in your way of owning that magnificent piece of jewelry. Nothing. No down payment and no finance charges for five whole years. People are driving for hours to do this. On any purchase, just take that amazing Diamonds Direct product. Divide by 60 and that's your payment. It's a smart way to buy. Keep your money in your pocket and still get that amazing ring or band or bracelet. Even that bigger diamond. Five years, zero interest on any purchase on approved credit. Only at Diamonds Direct. Sure, Pump, West Broad Village. You invest in things that are important to you. Whether it's your home, your car, or your mattress, you want to know that you are getting the best product at a fair price that will meet or exceed your needs. At the Original Mattress Factory, our factory direct model and knowledgeable sales staff are here to help. We'll walk you through the process and ensure that you get a high-quality product at a price that works for you. Visit OriginalMattress.com or a store near you to see the OMF difference for yourself. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at ESPN Richmond. Keeping you up to date 24-7. We are 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.
Derby Bill has always been Derby Bill to me. Of course, I've known him ever since he's been married. He joins us now on Off to the Races along with Mike Barone. We'll go through the Kentucky Derby field horse by horse. I wanted to, you know, we're going to have this moment of silence before the playing of my old Kentucky home. And everybody in racing knows what that song means to a race fan and what the day means. But um, I'll reflect and it's for reflection. That's what the corporate at Churchill Downs says what it's for. But I'll also use it to reflect on the friends that I've made going to the Derby in racing, going to Colonial Downs. And um, two of the ones that can't be beat are right here in front of me now, Mike Barone, Derby Bill. Let's start with Mike Barone. Good morning, Mike. Uh, happy Derby Day, and thanks for uh, joining us on Off to the Races this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me, Nick. I appreciate it. And, of course, Derby Bill, this is a big day of handicapping from just being a fan, a race watcher. Uh, happy. It's it's your day, Derby Bill. Uh, good morning. Yes, appropriate music would be Hell's Bells, ACDC <laughs> this year, 2020 has been hellish. Yeah, we'll we'll stick with Van Halen, uh, <laughs> uh, perhaps. Uh, but um, let's let's dive in right there with the uh, Kentucky Derby. We're um, we've got the scratch of number one, Finnick the Fierce, uh, out because of a foot ailment uh, that has shown up here in the last uh, couple weeks. Uh, I'm sure it was closely watched. We'll move on to number two, Max Player, and uh, Mike Barone. This is a horse sired by Honor Code. What are your thoughts on Max Player? Well, as I can say about Max Player, is he's, he's every wise guy in the country. He's a big, big horse to, to beat just a lot today. Um, my only comment is, yes, he can, he can crack the top four, but that, that's about it. Okay, uh, Max Player will certainly get you some price there. He's uh, currently fifteen to one, or I should say overnight fifteen to one in the uh, early wagering. Derby Bill Enforceable is the three horse sired by Tappet Mark Cassie's horse. Any chance for him? Twenty one to one. Uh, this is a uh, hey Bob. I mean Mike. I mean Nick. I mean uh, Mitchell. I mean uh, uh, so confusing this year has been to me enforceable is your nhl uh on air nbc analyst upset selection here in the derby with adam machichi if i pronounce that right mark casey's the big biggest thing there he's a red hot jockey uh i mean red hot trainer Trainer, in the industry but uh it is confusing i I just can't see it i I mean i'd have to slap shot to my head to to pick this horse on top uh, in this race yeah, lots of agreement there. Uh, Mike Barone, the next one up is Storm the Court. Julian Leperu for Peter Erton. Horse sired by Court Vision, uh, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile winner. Uh, a lot of t- For many years, a lot of people thought the Juvenile winner couldn't win the Derby until Street Sense uh, foiled that um, uh, myth. He, he, he uh, can't win it this year. I can tell you that he's he, okay. he peaked. He peaked. He peaked as a two-year-old at the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, and basically he's done nothing since. And if I could add something to Enforceable, I'm surprised if Eddie Olchick picked him. Eddie Eddie must be doing some heavy drinking out of this Family Cup. That would be my comment on Enforceable. <laughs> Yeah, certainly uh, some long odds, and you'll you'll hear that as we go through the field that. Um, you know the the talent seems to be on the outside this year. It, it, last year it was through five through eight uh, with uh, maximum security and and uh, code of honor in that group. This year it's going to be on the outside. Uh, there's a game to be played there. Derby Bill Major Fed is the five horse twenty nine to one. If you didn't like Enforceable, I know you didn't like Major Fed. Um, he's only won a maiden race, and usually you don't win the Derby after winning a maiden race. I like his jockey a little bit, but uh, he's definitely not a major factor in this race to me. Yeah. 
Moving on, number six, King Guillermo uh, is a scratch, developed a fever this week. That's all it takes to get you uh, taken off schedule and, and moving you out of the derby. Mike Barone, uh, Money Moves is the seven horse. Uh, Castellano aboard for trainer Todd Pletcher. This is a little bit of an interesting uh, horse here. 14 to 1 is a decent price on this horse, horse sired by Candy Ride. Yeah, I'm guessing on this horse, I, I didn't do the research, but I'm guessing that uh, Todd Pletcher and the owners had a chance to um, you know, supplement him in because he obviously does not have any derby points. So, But I guess you didn't need him this year because there's less than 20 in the race. Yeah, he won a mile and an eighth race at Saratoga. Uh, about a month and a half ago, and he's, you know, he's, he's excuse me, he, he ran second that, that day by a neck, but he's, he's an interesting horse because he should have pretty good odds, and, I mean, he definitely has a chance to crack the top four okay. at a pretty uh, good price. Superfecta angle there with money moves uh, with Mike Barone there. Derby Bill, I know you're not a big fan of the Irish, maybe like him a little bit, but South Bend for Bill Mott trying to go back-to-back. Remember he won last year with Country House, the winning trainer there, um, after uh, the judges decided it. Tyler Gathlione aboard. A long resume here for South Bend. uh, Three wins and 12 starts. Hey, when I was a three-year-old, my folks were anticipating me going to Notre Dame. What are you talking about? Rudy, <laughs> Rudy, love Notre Dame, love South Bend, love to watch them on Saturdays. Uh, this horse, I'd love to watch in the Virginia Derby. This horse should be on turf. Uh, he's 0 for 9 those last nine races after a good 3 for 3 in the money starts on turf. It's a turf horse, and the Derby's on dirt. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, yep. South Bend, thirty-two to one, uh, is the price there. Uh, Mike Barone, uh, Mister Big News with Gabrielle Saez for uh, uh, Brett Calhoun uh, is the nine horse, forty to one. Uh, maybe the biggest price in, in the overnight wagering. Maybe the longest shot on the board. Is that deserving for this uh, Giants Causeway Colt? Forty to one is being very gracious to this guy. Mr. Big News and Winning Impressions should both be somewhere in the vicinity of two to three hundred to one. If this race was in England, that's what the odds would be. Mr. Big, the only reason this horse is in the race, I'm pretty sure, is so that the owners can stand up and tap up up on the third or fourth fourth floor and watch the races live. I mean, the horse doesn't belong in here. That's an expensive ticket to get into the Derby. Uh, Derby Bill, the ten horse, nine to one, uh, trained by. The Prince of Racing, I, boy, this horse has just hung around. and I mean, he's, he's kind of like two horses we're going to be talking about here shortly. Thousand word, words uh, sired by Pioneer of the Nile. Uh, what, do, what are your angles on this horse? Well, I'm not sure with Bob Baffert this year. His three-year-old luck has uh, been scratchability is his luck. I haven't seen that many scratches since I fought my sister at three years old. Uh, thousand words. Uh, his second string horse in this race with Authentic being his top top horse, I think, in this race. But he definitely misses Nadell and Sazine uh, uh, and uh, his other three-year-olds. This is like his fourth and fifth string for Bob Baffert this year. So, but he's won five derbies, so you can't ever write him off. Yeah, Mike, I, I know you probably want to chime in on Thousand Words as well. Well, well certainly he, he's going to be part of the pace. There's no question about it that his, uh, I'm sure Bob's instructions to Florent Giroux, who had a great day yesterday, are going to be the only, the only way, you know, this horse has, has to go to the lead to have any chance, so I'm sure he, he will go to the lead. But there's, <clears throat> there's others that we're going to get to that are going to join him on the front end, so. <laughs> And then I guess uh, I'll my, just skip, I'll skip down to the next horse. Necker Island yeah. has no chance, so that'll and Derby Necker can talk Island. about the next one. Yeah, Necker Island sired by Hardspun. Uh, it's, a, it's owned by a minority, uh, actually owned by African American as part of the ownership group there. So certainly will be a sentimental pick in Louisville there for the Derby. Uh, Derby Bill number twelve, Solo Volante, uh, trained by Patrick Biancone. Uh, who won a stakes yesterday, twenty-five to one uh, in the overnight wagering? Uh, Necker Island was thirty-nine to one overnight. Uh, your thoughts on Solo Volante? I liked him early in the year. I liked him in the New York Circuit, and uh, as uh, he gave the horse to his daughter. I mean, Nick, that's something uh, I, I expect you to do at Colonial Downs in a couple of years. 
Sol Volante, 22-year-old daughter, owns this horse. So sentimental pick of all the Italians in the world here, but uh, I don't have them in the top four, but I have them in the top ten. Okay, yeah, Sol Volante there. Mike Barone, uh, number 13 is attachment rate, Virginia bred uh, by Mr. and Mrs. Island Wolverton Hill Farm, uh, just north of Middleburg is where this horse was bred. We had Dale Romans on last week on off to the races. Um, he kind of thinks this horse has some stamina that can uh, maybe catch horses on an off day. Uh, Joe Talamo uh, returns for this third straight mount on this horse. Uh, 38 to 1 in the overnight wagering. How about that? Yeah, I mean, he's um, his, only, his only win was uh, his maiden score. He, he did run very, his, his best race was actually a second place finish in the Ellis Park Derby. About uh, just about a month ago, he finished second to Art Collector. You know, Art, Art Collector was I think one to five or one to nine in that race. <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah, attachment rate. He's 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 got a chance to hang in there. I mean, I don't. I honestly don't see he'd ha- he would have to improve tremendously. You know, but you know, we saw a horse improve tremendously yesterday in, in the Oaks. So you you never know. You never know in horse racing. But it would take a staggering improvement for him to you know finish in the top three, in my opinion. Dallas Stewart has a winning impression, the 14-horse here at Derby Bill, also 38-1 to 1 in overnight wagering. Dale Romans of attachment rate training, he always gets his horses to run above their odds in the Triple Crown, especially in the Preakness. So does Dallas Stewart, the trainer of uh, number 14 winning impression. Your thoughts? Boy, he's uh, pushing his limit on his uh Top three finishes for Dallas Stewart in the Triple Crown with this one. 0 for 6 this year. He's beaten by an average of 11 lengths, Nick. Uh, and 0 for 7 on fast tracks. And today, perfect conditions at Churchill. Lightning fast track. So uh, winning impressions, we'll have to wait to make winning impressions elsewhere. Okay. Yeah, all right. And now we kind of get into the meat of the uh, Kentucky Derby field here with a 15-horse uh, even though this horse is is a relative long shot, um, sixteen to one, like I said in the overnight wagering, New York Traffic sired by Cross Cross Traffic, who was sired by Unbridled Song, uh, a Derby uh, uh, participant. Of I'm trying to let's go to Mike here on this one. Paco Lopez uh, gets the mount here. He's had a very successful year here in 2020, especially down in Florida. Uh, what are your thoughts with New York traffic? Yeah, he's, he's a tough horse. He is a, a blue collar horse. This guy his last two races were his best two of his career, both second place finishes. But the horses he finished second to are pretty good horses. Maxfield, who unfortunately did couldn't make the Derby, and then Authentic. <laughs> He almost caught Authentic at the wire in the Haskell uh, about a month ago, and he's he's a tough guy. I don't think he can win the race, but I certainly think he can be in the top three. He's going to be part. It's going to be a. Um, he's definitely going to be one of the horses that's going to be uh, hounding Authentic in, in thousand words on the front end. Which I mean, I'll, I'll get to it later if if we talk about it. But I, I think this all sets up very very well for Tizzle. Not that he needs a lot of help. <laughs> I think a lot of the horses in here are going to going to make the laws um, life a little easy today if as long as he gets away from the gate well yeah new york traffic interesting if you go back all the way to that parks race if you look at his buyers ratings here's what they are 57 63 77 82 89 95 101 i don't know if i've ever seen a horse progress and I'm not a big speed figure guy, but that to me is very no, impressive. No, he, he definitely he gets better every race. You're right. <laughs> Derby Bill Honor AP is the 16 horse, eight to one in the overnight wagering. Uh, when he lost the shared belief, a lot of people thought he was just kind of tanking that race for the Kentucky Derby, and that he'll the real Honor AP will show up here today for Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith, uh, Triple Crown winning jockey Mike Smith. What are your thoughts on Honor AP? Yeah, like Honor AP, just like New York Traffic is owned by a poker player, a professional poker player used to be uh, that owns uh, New York Traffic. So uh, I'm surprised the uh, Mike Barone Pinnacle crew's not all over New York Traffic. <laughs> Honor AP is your Santa Anita Derby winner. How many Santa Anita Derby winners have we seen come through in the Kentucky Derby, and how many times Mike Smith has brought some long shots in and uh, – 
John Sheriffs, the trainer, went one with Giacomo way back. We remember that bomb, uh, uh, Pope Giacomo, back a few years ago. Yeah, like uh, like Honor AP, don't like five to one. I like to see the odds about ten to one for that horse. Okay, uh, number seventeen, Mike is Tis the Law, Barkley Tag, the trainer, Constitution. Kind of interesting. A lot of people think that he's um, like sired by Tisnow. He does have Tisnow in his in his breeding, but um, is actually a, a, a Tappet sire constitution. Uh, Sacatoga Stable, uh, the, your Travers winner, he has been there throughout. He's uh, six of seven lifetime. Uh, just the smallest of breaks, did not run in the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Um, the only race that he lost was on the slop. No issue here today at Churchill Downs with that. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on Tiz the Law? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's obviously the one to beat. He, uh, he, he would have to run a, like a hit C race to not, to not win today. Um, most horses on their, on their third race back in a, from a rotation, third race in a rotation, I should say, is usually their best race. Well, the Travers was his best race, and that was his second race back. He moved quite a bit in the Travers. And as you said earlier, he was geared down. And, he, and he, he improved greatly. So let's let's assume, as you said before, all these horses are, are four months older than they normally would be in the Derby. That he that he improves. If he improves a little bit, just a tiny bit from his Travers, can you imagine what the other horses, the improvement they would have to have to to, to try to beat him today? I think you know, like I said earlier, I think a lot of horses, three or four horses, are going to be up there. I think Tis the you know, he he just cruises fourth or fifth place, and then when it's time to go, he goes. And I mean, I think he. Wins impressively today. Derby Bill, uh, authentic. You get the Prince again with the uh, Into Mischief uh, Colt, the 18 horse on the outside. Uh, your thoughts on authentic? Authentic's Bob Baffert's first string to me. Will lead the race for at about the mile post and then uh, fade to obligation and back to California for Bob Baffert. But very fast horse. If the race was a mile, I'd give him a big chance. Okay. Uh, yeah, speed is, is going to be hard to wire this Kentucky Derby field. Mike, just wanted to get maybe just some general thoughts. One thing I found very interesting yesterday, and you're like you're like the quintessential pace handicapper to me. I mean, the, the, the things you pick up with pace are just extraordinary, and you saw two tremendous examples of pace yesterday in the early stakes that led off you saw the uh, the two favorites um, hook up in a speed duel and, and get caught even though they ran slower quarters and then of course in the in the oaks you saw the same thing with uh, swiss skydiver and uh, gamine uh, go off on the lead and then then get caught um, in in the oaks there just maybe a, a thought about pace in the kentucky derby well you know i think i hit on it. I mean, as Derby just said, authentic, thousand words. Um, one of those will be in the lead. The other one's going to be right there with him. New York traffic's going to be right there. I think Honor AP, I think Mike Smith being the uh, veteran jock that he is, Mike Smith will probably tr- try to do the best he can to try to keep Tis the Law pinned in. But Manny Franco's too smart. Manny Franco knows that Tis the Law wants to be wide. So I, the only way Tis the Law gets in trouble is if Honor AP somehow can pin him in behind those other three horses that are going to be in the front. I don't see it happening. Okay, I'll, ma- I'll make one comment about the Oaks. You, you said, you said Gamine and... Um, Swiss Skydiver won the lead, but they weren't. Swiss Skydiver was on the lead, and the horse that won, She Dares the Devil, was the one that was tracking. And I think the jock on Swiss Skydiver, I think it was Tyler Gaffleone, I think he assumed that the seven was going to come back. You know, I really do. I I really believe that Swiss Skydiver should have won that race yesterday, but I I think that, I I, I don't think, I I think Swiss Skydiver all along, I think he knew he had Gamine measured, but I don't think he ever expected the seven to keep running on, so I think that's what happened there. Mike, I wanted to get your, we need a longer show, just plain and simple, because we get into, but I wanted to get at least get some of your picks from the undercard races and just some of your thoughts, maybe a best bet uh, on those eight, on the racing, that stakes racing that starts with race eight. Yeah, let Derby Bill have a chance. I, I just, newspaper record is best bet of the day. Can't, can't be beat. Derby, Derby Bill, your thoughts on the Derby and, and maybe some picks out of, uh, with about a minute to go here in the show, maybe some thoughts here on uh, on the stakes races early. My uh, my my pacemaker is all <laughs> I look at in pace. 
having a pacemaker at my age. But <laughs> white Russians, black Russians, doesn't matter. Uh, drink them slow today. Enjoy the race. The undercard's tremendous. The undercard's tremendous. Pick six. You got your Iroquois race, which is the first points race for, guess this, the first Saturday in May, 2021. So I'm already looking ahead, Nick. Tis the law, rock and roll all the way to Baltimore. All right. Thanks for a great show today. Off to the races. Thank you, Mitchell. Uh, Thank all of our guests. And we'll see you next week on Off to the Races. Same time, we'll recap the Kentucky Derby. This is SportsCenter.